Hey everyone, welcome to the Landlord Association podcast. I'm your host, George Gao. This is a podcast by the landlords and for the landlords in the greater Houston area. We'll discuss tips, strategies, techniques to help our listeners to be more educated and ultimately become more successful rental property owners and investors. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 24. Today's guest is Hui Wen from EXP Realty and one of the longest standing members of the Landlord Association. This conversation was hosted by Jimmy Lam, where the three of us shared our experiences from both a part-time and full-time real estate agent's perspectives. As many of you know, Hui transitioned from a W-2 job to being a full-time real estate investor and agent about five years ago. He shared some of his struggles and how he overcame them to today where he's doing completing 50 to 60 deals per year. He also shared a lot of good insights about what it takes to become a successful agent and how to look for a good agent if you're a real estate investor. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Hui and Jimmy. All right. Well, welcome. Um, you know, thanks. Thanks for uh, being with us, uh, George and, and Hui. Uh, Hui is from uh, EXP Realty and uh, George is from Acres Realty. Um, uh, I'm Jimmy. Um, I'm a broker at Acres Realty. And uh, let's let's first start with Hui to kind of kind of introduce yourself, Hui. And, you know, what we're trying to uh, do here today is trying to uh, get a little bit of a, a better idea of, uh, you know, h- how to start out as an agent, how to make it as an agent, um, you know, how to make money, how to, how, to, how to get your first dollar. And so some of these guys have a, a lot of experience that, you know, been utilizing their license for a while, making money, investing in property, you know, and so, you know, wanted to bring everybody here, but, you know, talk about it from a real estate agent point of view and, and, and how to utilize your, your, your license uh, to make money. And so we like, uh, why don't we first start off with you on kind of a brief introduction, how long uh, you have your license and kind of what you do now. Well, well, so I, I have my license for seven years, right? And um, Jimmy, I, I know you for, I, I don't know, five, I think really five years now. Yeah, but I got my license before that. And, uh, you know, I started out just a part-time agent, just like everybody else, you know, still have my full-time job working at the W2 and just talk to acquire rental property, you know, to be honest. So I am my first client, you know, if you will. Uh, but then, you know, uh, fast forward, you know, three years later, I uh, quit my job at Slumber J and uh, I become a full-time agent. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you guys, you know, the first year, you know, it's very horrible, you know, it's feel like shit, you know, uh, kind of hard to, 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 to make it out there. I almost want to quit, you know, but, uh, Guess what? I, I stick it in. I um I hang out with the right group of people, with you guys, with George, and eventually, you know, the second year get better. You know, third year, you know, is even better. Um, but hey, I know- way, George, feel free to jump in, ask quick questions yeah. too. I think it's more of a discussion between the three of us. You know, so if he says something, yeah, yeah. you know, feel free. Um, Sounds good. Said, okay. Yep. So long story short, you know, almost quit. You know, didn't quit. You know, I made it out there, but um, thing is good now. So. Production-wise, uh, I guess, you know, I close on average about um, 55 to 60 houses a year, just me and another transaction coordinator, just so that the audience know, you know, what um, what level of production that we're working with, uh, looking at, looking at. Okay. So, so Hui, what, what's, uh, what, you said the first few years was really tough. What What's tough? And, and you had a full-time job, and so... Was it tough because you couldn't find the time to kind of do both? You couldn't find the time to do your real estate or what, what was tough? Yeah. Uh, was it it's, it's, more like, uh, 
Uh, it's more like the the mindset and and the education more than anything. You know, just it's just like when you, I guess, just like when you start riding out a bike, right? You're gonna fail a couple of times, and you know, a couple of those times when you fail, it's actually got hurt pretty bad. So, um, yeah. So it um, you know, it it it, it kind of different from people to people. You know, me, I kind of you know make my mistake and I learn from there, and. Um, I guess, you know, sometimes it, it hurt a little bit, you know, it just, if you keep making the mistake, you know, but for me, that's how I learned, you know. Um, oh, oh, so you, you're talking about investing. You, you, you were your no, first time. You know, just, just as an agent. Uh, oh, as an agent, okay. And, and I can tell you, you know, serving other people is, is actually quite harder than serving yourself. You know, okay, when, yeah. when you serve yourself, you screwed up, that's fine, right? Okay, whatever. But when you, when you screw up somebody else's deal, that's when the pressure is on. So, so how did you, uh, how many clients do you have that first year and how did you grow your uh, client base, you know, to like 50, 60 deal? That's a lot for, you know, you had a lot of experience now, but, um, you know, how did you go from first year where you have, you know, maybe two or three clients and how did you get so many, grow your client base? Um, so each people is different. You know, I, I can only speak from my experience, you know, um, most of my client is, is, is from the sphere of influence, you know, so... Um, you know, instead of cold calling, you know, like do all kind of stuff that all this coaching, all this mental theory to do, um, maybe just try to make more friends, you know, just as easy as that, you know. So back then, you know, like hopefully before, you know, when, when we get back to normal, when we can go to networking events and stuff like that. But my goal, to be honest with you guys, my goal every year is not trying to sell anybody any more houses. My goal is just try to make more friends, like the right friend, you know, the right people in the business that I can put into my circle. And that's all I care about. You know, if I cannot sell any house, that's fine. But my goal is that every year I need to add more relationship, you know, more friends, more cool friends I can hang out with, with George, with Jimmy, with you guys, um, you know, and just, just kind of grow the relationship organically from there. And I, w- I would say that, you know, I, I don't hit the ground running per se. You know, like I told you guys, my first year is very tough. But eventually, you know, those relationships that you invest your, your time and energy in, those eventually is going to mature and then, you know, uh, you grow your business very organically and, 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 and uh, you have a very strong base going forward. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. George, what about you? Yeah. So, I mean, I, right now I'm a part-time agent. Um, you know, I got my license in uh, 2015, 2016 uh, with, with Realm Realty. And then uh, I was briefly with EXP2 uh, under a um, you know, wholesaler. Um, who was <laughs> who was based in Louisiana? You know they want to start a wholesale operation here in Houston, um, but you know they were they sent out a mailers out and they wanted me to go out there be their rep uh, when they sign up a contract, sign up a contracts and do listing showings. Um, but unfortunately, it just you know it's very comp- Houston is a very competitive market, and uh, I think they spend probably twenty thousand dollars on mailers and stuff, and just uh, couldn't get any traction. Um, just Houston. You're competing with lots of franchises here who are people, people who are competing for the same set of um, you know mailers and, and potential sellers. So you know, but um, I'm with Acres Realty right now. You know, I probably don't do as much volume. Um, you know, I have a small portfolio of properties that uh, you know I manage. So I, that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, but I am trying to uh, gain more clients and uh, you know do some more business uh, this year, especially after uh, you know the whole COVID thing and trying to, you know, get a name out there. So I'm trying to learn as much as possible from guys like you, Hui, um, how to get, get more client base and uh, learn more about the business, uh, just increase my knowledge and things like that and trying to go from there. 
Cool, cool. So, so, uh, so, Hui and, and George, for, for the people that are listening, um, that some of the people may be doctors, some may be lawyers, um, you know, some people may be, you know, entrepreneurs working at a restaurant or, or you know, whatnot. What, what, what makes a, a, a good agent and what type of background do you suggest? Hey, just go get your real estate license and, you know, do it full time like Hui or part time like George or, you know, struggle the first two or three years like Hui said. You know, what, what, what type of background would you suggest? Hey, um, may, maybe you should think about getting your real estate license. You know, so, you know, so, so many people are listening. It's different background. You go ahead, Hui. Well, uh, hmm. so, so, so let, let, let me try to get this, this, this limiting belief out everybody. You guys know the this test, right? The DISC test? No, we don't know about that. Tell us about that. No, the personality <laughs> test. You know, if you're dominant, if you influence, you know. Oh, okay, I got you. Introvert, extrovert person, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, my eye, you know, the, 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 the thing that they, they, they measure, you know, how, how, how socialized you are. <laughs> my yeah. eye zero. Right. So when I took the test and, you know, once one of the coach look at it, they was like, who the hell is this Asian? You know, why is the eye close to zero? <laughs> so, you know, so just so that, you know, I, I want to put it out there for all the Asian that is watching that, you know, you, you have to know that I'm not a very social light guy at all. You know, I, I kind of hate going to the network event, you know, holding that beer and, you know, pretend that, you know, we're drinking it, you know, Jimmy, I, I don't think you ring as well, but sometimes we know we should have to do that. But um, j just to let you guys know that how kind of anti-social I am, but you know, I can, but with that, I can still made it to the icon level at my company and, and, and to come back, sorry, let me start on the phone call. So, so, so come back to, to your question, you know, all type of people, right? If you are a D and I and S or C, if you extrovert, you know, introvert, trust me, if you want this bad enough, you know, you're going to do fine real estate. It doesn't matter what type of people or what type of personality you are. You know, don't, you don't have to be that cool guy at the bar that holding the beer that, you know, have all the people that, you know, get lined up and, and wait and talk to him. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, your, your past. So what I'm trying to say that, you know, your personality doesn't matter in real estate. You know, there's going to be a way for you to success in this business. So. So anybody, right? Short answer, anybody, right? Answer anybody. Yeah. Okay. What, what about you, Jordan? What do you think? Yeah, I think um, if you want to be a real estate agent, um, whether to manage to uh, buy property for yourself or to help your friends and family uh, or to make it into a full-time business, I think uh, you, you have all people from all kind of walks of life who want to you know, get their real estate license uh, for different reasons. And uh, first of all, I think you know to be a good agent, you really have the desire to learn about the market, have desire to kind of always checking, you know, listings and checking prices, how the, how the market conditions are affecting, you know, single families. Uh, you know, if you want to be, be in that area, uh, really learning the market, whether you're in downtown or in, in the suburbs, uh, kind of focus on area. And uh, if somebody asks you, hey, you know, how much should I pay for this house or how much should I sell, list my house for? Uh, have a good idea of um, how to run a comps, uh, how to, you know, um, understand what's affecting the prices in that market. I think that's a really good uh, way to kind of um, add value to your friends or family or, or just want to buy a house for yourself. You know, I think I had that desire to always learning. That's that's really important to be a good agent. And also, um, you got to have an idea how to run the numbers. So if somebody asks you, and if you get an investor who wants to buy a house from you, say, hey, you know, 
what's going to be my return for the property if I invest a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand? Uh, what can I expect uh, to get a return on this? You gotta be able to know, like you know, hey, you gotta put twenty percent down. This week, expect your expenses to be in terms of your, your whether you have HOAs or you have your utilities and what your mortgage payment is gonna be. So I just run the quick numbers, be able to have to speak to that and uh, understand when from an investor perspective what they expect uh, expect on returns. Um, you know, those are the two things I think from my perspective is uh, it's good to know. One, it's a market market knowledge, and two. Just know the numbers, uh, both from uh, you know, in buyer perspective and from a uh, you know, investor perspective. Yeah. So, and I just want to add one more thing. You know, as the fundamental level, you know, like the core. You know, it doesn't matter what type of people you are. You know, but what's really important? Important. You know, we talk about the core value at our company all the time. You know, your honesty, your integrity. Um, let's see what else. Your your transparency, and then especially your your attitude. You know, so those are the those are the attributes that's going to define your success in, in the real estate business or in any business. Okay. Yeah. Good tips. Uh, Hui. Uh, next question we have is, um, um, you know, what's, what's the, uh, you know, you spent a thousand, a thousand, a little bit above a thousand to get your real estate license. What's, what's the, the quickest way to, to make a dollar or what, what should you do next? Like you, you just devote on, you know, grabbing a mentor, you know, going to training, you know, uh, what should you do right away to, to get that dollar? You know, do you give discounts for clients? Just give discounts wherever or what will you do? You know, go, go ahead. Hoi. Well, so, so I would say, uh, well, you, you start with your sphere, right? The, the, the people, you know, um, um, you know, remember in real estate, you know, you, we make money when we buy, right? So, so I would say, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of contradicting, but why would you go outside your sphere and help those people that you don't even know, you know, when, 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 when your sphere is the one who's going to need the most help. Uh, so, so why would you go out and, you know, and make some strange money instead of, you know, helping your mom get some money, helping your uncle, your sister, you know, your friend, the people that you know, buy the right real estate and make some money right then when we close. So I would just start, you know, you know, with yourself, you know, your sphere and then kind of go from there. And whenever you started with your family, uh, did you right off the bat offer them discounts with your commission or you just you just do full price or what, or how do you handle it? Uh, like, you say, hey, I'm new at this, but in exchange for being new, this is what I can do. Or what, what did you do? How did you approach it? Um, here and there, you know, depending on how the deal structure. Um, so I don't sell to any of my member per se, family member, you know, oh, you don't? Okay. this is a little bit, you know, outside this conversation, you know, but you know, we, we structure a deal so that everybody can be in it, you know? Oh, okay. Um, so I, I just want to get this thing right. You know, you, you make money when you buy. So, so keep that in mind. So like, I, right. I, I, do, I do truly believe that, you know, all the good deal, you know, you need to spread it out and just pay first, you know, before you go out, it's just my thing, you know, you have a cake, right? You, you need to let your friend and your family eat first. And then if nobody eat, and then, you know, you let the other people outside eat it. Gotcha. <laughs> it's nice to be on your list of friends, boy. Yeah. <laughs> George, what, what, what about you? What about you, buddy? What, uh, for, for agents that just got their license, uh, what, it, what it was, what's, what's the first thing they need to do? Yeah. And you know, you can definitely make some exceptions and offer uh, some discounts to uh, friends and family and try to get that first couple of deals under your belt. But, you know, I think going forward, um, I don't recommend anybody discounting their, giving away their commission. You know, you should charge a full 3% um, to, to everybody you work for. Cause 
as an agent, your time is really valuable, right? You're doing a lot of work. People think you're just putting a house on the web and, you know, just taking offers and write a contract. That's all you do. But it's really a lot of work. Uh, got to keep up the rules, know the market, and deal whether it's uh, on the buy side or sell side. On the buy side, you're doing a lot of showings and uh, it's your time and you've got to look at, all, keep up all the new listings coming up. On the sales side, you've got to deal with all the different buyers, um, you know, trying to get the best price for the for, the, for your listing and your seller. So, um, and it's a lot of work and I, I don't recommend discounting your commission um, too often. So, but, you know, definitely to, to just get the first, you know, uh, some deals under your belt, you know, that's good. It's good uh, strategy, but uh, going forward, um, you know, your times are your your times are most valuable asset, and definitely uh, don't take too many discounts uh, once you get some experience. Got it, got it. Okay, good good advice. Um, hey, next question. Um, as a new agent, what tools uh, should agents invest in to you know make sure they have a good foundation? Um, you know, uh, maybe lead generation tools or um, you know um, contact management tools, CRM, or, you know, uh, what type of tools or, you know, obviously who you're, um, you know, you have a lot of, you're a full-time agent, you have a lot of client base. And so you seems like you even have a, uh, project coordinator that kind of handles your back office so that you can do more, uh, of the front office work. So, so for, for somebody starting out, what kind of tools should, should they look to, to, to get and get familiar with? Yeah. Um, maybe George, you you can help me with this this question. You know, I'm I'm pretty old school when it comes to this, and like I said in the beginning, just uh, you know, just don't worry so much about a tool. You know, just hang out with the right people, invest in the right relationship, and uh, you know, those relationship is gonna take you much further than, than you can imagine. As far as tool, you know, I start with bigger pocket. Um, I have a CRM that my company provided me. Um, books is definitely help. You know, reading a lot of books. Uh, let's see what else. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty low tech. Uh, if if uh, contradicting what most people think, you know, I, I spend a lot of time, you know, investing in, um, in in education. Yeah, just you know, increase my knowledge. Yeah. George, you got anything to add? Yeah, you know, I think you can, like like we said, you know, start with the free tools. You know, whether uh, use Excel. Excel is a great tool to keep track of your contacts. And, um, you know, if you're just comfortable with that, you know, or Word document or Google Sheets, Google is free. Um, and also a lot of the, like we said, a lot of the um, brokerages offer uh, tools like, you know, EXP offers tools on their website to keep track of CRM. Uh, even HAR, HAR has tools um, on Matrix to help you keep track of your contacts. So, uh, if you look on go on uh, Matrix, you're gonna create create a comp uh, comparable. They ask you to enter contact with a buyer or seller, and uh, you can uh, keep track of those contact that way too. So there's a lot of free tools out there. You know, don't go spend out a bunch of money right 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 off the bat. If you only have like five ten contacts, you can easily manage those uh, using some kind of Excel or or on the HR website. So, uh, but yeah, once you get it to a you know large database, uh, then you can look at some of the CRM tools out there that's available so but um just keep it very simple got it okay um next question is um for for uh for, for your from your experience uh what's usually the the biggest uh, mistakes agent typically make that um makes them unsuccessful i mean there's probably uh 35 40,000 agents in houston and you know very you know the, the few of those agents make up the most of the sales and so you know for those that or not sailing what what what's what's the what's the issue 
uh, it's kind of hard to to say. Let, let me try to think. Uh, well, maybe we could jump to George first then. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I would say, you know, find find your niche. You know, uh, if you don't find be a single family uh, broker, you know, and you want to be in Sugarland, you want to be in Pearland, or you want to be in Katy, you know that market really well. And uh, if you want to, you know get bigger and send out some flyers, um, reach out to people, um, and do open houses. If you have other people who don't want to do open houses, volunteer to do open houses for those people and, uh, just focus on area and then, um, uh, you know, get to know, get, get to know really well. Or if you want to do, uh, you know, four duplexes, four plexes, you know, that there's a big market for that. And there's a lot of investors who want to buy duplexes and four plexes and just, Hey, say, Hey, I, I know a lot of duplexes and fourplex and get to know that market really well. And, and for that, and then not only, you know, the comps and then just know your numbers too. Uh, just know how much they go for, you know, what, what areas are good and what areas uh, need to, people need to, you know, needs to take a look, second look at. So uh, I say that's probably the most important thing um, that makes people successful is they know certain area like back their hand and uh, people trust them. And that's their go-to you know, area that they can say, Hey, if you want to buy or sell a home in this area, that's, I'm the, I'm the person you come to. So that's probably one, you know, one area that can, people can succeed in. Okay. Um, cool. Um, you know, the mistake that I made, you know, in the early days that, you know, I kind of underestimate this business, right? This is much more than writing a contract or negotiating. Um, remember you, you're running a whole real estate company, you know, you have to lead generate, you know, you have to follow up on the lead, you know, you, you saw in the beginning, you know, you have to wear so many hats, right? You are an inside sale agent, you, you are an outside sale agent, you are your own transaction, transaction coordinator, you know, you have to negotiate your own deal. Just just wearing those different hats um, is, 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 is very challenging in, in, in the beginning. But uh, I think it's the best way to learn, uh, you know, and eventually, you know, you can grow out of it and, you know, you can... You can either hire people or outsources and you can kind of go from there. But uh, yeah, talking about mistake, you know, yeah, just, you know, I, I completely underestimate, you know, how hard this is when I, when I come doing, doing it, you know, I think the SGTV kind of fool everybody, you know, just to fix it up, you know, put the open house sign in and uh, get an offer. It's, it's not like that. So, so do you think that you'll, uh, you, you can still probably do your same volume that you're doing right now if you still had a W-2 job or you think that quitting was absolutely necessary for you to, uh, to take it to the next level? Mm, well, to be honest, I think I, I uh, hmm. let, let me think. I, it's, it's, it's a good thing that I quit and, 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 and the bad thing that I quit, you know, so I, I guess I kind of, um, you know, because remember, you 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 can't, This is your business, right? You're supposed to run on top of it, you know. So if I were to do it again, you know, maybe I would, you know, take more time, you know, do, during my W two job. I gotta learn how to, you know, run a real estate business, you know, versus you know just jumping into it and kind of run it and treat it like a job. So come come back to your question number one. You know, I, I kind of, you know, one of the mistakes that I make in the early day, I kind of treat this thing like a job more than a business. So every single day, you know, I would wake up and, you know, I would be basically be the employee of myself, right? I, I run everything from A to Z and I just never get out of it. Um, not until, you know, two years later, you know, um, I actually have like, a, like every day, you know, like Friday, right? So I, I would have this day called like a me day 
where I basically, you know, stop serving, you know, any other client, you know, let's say on a Friday, I don't serve any buyer, I don't, I don't serve any seller. You know, I basically serve myself. I look at my investment. I look at my business at, at a whole and I ask myself this question every Friday. How can I work less next week and make the same or more the amount of money? I ask myself this question every Friday. Okay. So this is how I grow my business. And eventually, you know, I want to grow myself out of it, you know, not in it. So. Well, today is Friday and um, I'm glad that you consider hanging out with us part of your personal day. You know? you <laughs> yep. Yep. But yeah, you know, those things. Oh, yeah. Ne next question. Uh, what uh, what book would you recommend for uh, for agents, George? Yeah, there's a lot of good uh, books out there. Um, I think um, you know the uh, I think it's Millionaire uh, Real Estate Agent. It's the a Millionaire book. Real Estate Agent by Car uh, Gary Keller, right? Gary Keller. Yep, mm -hmm. that's right. Yeah, uh, that's definitely a good book. Um, obviously, some of the basics. You know, read the uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. If you you know just want to know what investors' mindsets are. Um, and, uh, you know, all the Robert Kiyosaki books, like the Cashflow Quadrant is good. Um, and then, uh, you know, I mean, some of the, uh, you know, I think interpersonal skill books. Um, I think the Seven, ha seven uh, Successful Habits. Oh, yeah. I know that one, yeah. Something like that. And I think that's really good just for to get to know people better and how to, you know, get more clients and things like that. So, uh, yeah, those are the kind of two or three Good, good books to start with. Okay, Hoi, what about you? Yeah, yeah. Well, talking about books, you know, you guys know that I'm a big fan of books. So, I mean, I'm just looking at my library right now. It's just so many good books that I can't, you know, even have time to mention and talk about in this one. You, you, got, a, you got a physical library or you got a digital library? No, it's just uh, my audiobook. So, and plus, oh, yeah, audio well, yeah. But it's just so much that I can't even tell, you know, which book is good. Um, you know, it's really, really good. So, so, so let me tell you this kind of mistake, another mistake that I made that, you yeah. know, um, you know, just like anything, you know, books, you know, there's, you know, two opposite of the, um, you know, sometimes, you know, one author, they have two different opinions, right? You mm -hmm. kind of need to tune in on one and focus on it because mm -hmm. you know, if you listen to, so to too many opinion, you know, number one is going to get, you know, the confused the hell out of you as your new agent. And, and, and number two, you know, you, you don't really get, you know, like by focus, you know, like laser focus in, in this one particular subject. And what I mean is that, you know, you cannot listen to Robert Kiyosaki, for example, and then, you know, you come back and then you listen to Dave Ramsey, like, hey, save money, save money. And the other one is like, hey, don't save money, you know, get rid of your money and invest. So you, you can't you can listen to both advice because those are really opposite advice. So. Uh, pick an author that you like. If you like Grant Cardone, stick with it. If you like Robust, stick with it. You know, forget about, you know, um, forget about Dave Ramsey. Forget about, you know, Susie Allman. You know, just stick with, you know, a, a set of author that you like and really go deep down on their material. Okay, good, good advice. Um, next question is, um, uh, you know, kind of how do you manage time? And as a new agent, if you got a buyer that keeps on wanting to look at houses, how do you like, figure out how to show them houses but not like take them on a field trip every single day and just waste your time like how do you manage that and how do you set expectation and you know kind of managing time in general go ahead Hoy. i'll go, go ahead for sure i'm gonna answer this question a little bit oh okay yeah i would say you know when you have uh you gotta be careful uh how many clients you take on and how many uh clients you think you can real estate service um, but you know, but if you do take on a client, I, I would go 100. percent If they want to see houses, oh, okay. uh, 
think is reasonable, I, I would take them. Um, you know, I, I, that's, that's the tough part being an um, agent for an investor as opposed to an buyer. I think the end buyers probably are probably a little bit more focused and uh, they probably don't want to look at 50 different houses. You know, they, they want they have a little time frame. They want to buy a house. They need a house uh, or they want to, you know, something in a particular area. So there's only a certain amount of inventory the end buyer will probably look at. But investors, they do want to spend a lot of time, you know, whether on MLS or, on, you know, different sources. They want to go look at properties. Um, so they are a little more higher maintenance. Um, but, you know, I think that's how you gain a reputation in this business. Um, and they're going to, that's how they're going to refer you. If you do buy good, good properties for investors, they're going to refer you to their friends, you know. So um, it is worth time to invest in a good um, buyer or seller and uh, really gain their trust and uh, do good business with them. Um, but having said that, you don't want to take on 10 different investors at the same time, uh, especially if you have a different job or something like that, and uh, you're not going to do a good job for any of them. Um, so focus on one or two that, you know, you can trust and you can rely on and have done business with you in the past. Sounds good. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk to touch a little bit on, um, time management. Yeah. Uh, so have you guys, um, this is a, a, another favorite book of mine. Um, have you guys read this book, uh, eat, um, eat that fuck first by Brian Tracy? No, I haven't read that one. Um, so basically it's a very short book, but you know, long story short, you know, the, the idea is that, you know, you do your. Um, you do the thing that hard first in the beginning, you know, your, your high leverage activity time. So for me, every morning, you know, like before I go show any houses, uh, I kind of, you know, time blocking my, my day um, to get all my important tasks done first, you know, before I start my day. So every morning when I wake up, you know, other than, you know, like exercise and, you know, meditation and, 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 and affirmation and stuff like that, you know, I always make sure to reach out to one agent a day for my agent attraction. I call one of my past buyer. Uh, let's see what, what else do I do. Um, you reach out to one of your agents, and then you reach out to one of your past buyers. I reach out to one of the agent in my rep share group. You know, just oh, to okay. see what they're doing. I, I reach out to one agent that I don't talk with. I don't normally talk to for agent attraction purpose. And yeah. then I reach out to one of you know, like per se, the VIP buyer seller um, that in my database and see how they're doing. Mm -hmm. Remember, we talk about you know relationship building, right? So I I, I just need to make sure that, you know, like all, so uh, all of a sudden took about, you know, the, the whole activity took about one hour and, and these are my, you know, uh, prospecting time, you know, my high, highly leveraged activity. So I need to make sure that, you know, whatever important tasks that need to be done that day, I get them all done in the, uh, in, in, in the morning before I do anything. And then uh, let's see what else. Um, yeah. Um, you're talking about, you know, showing houses, how, you know, how to, uh, stop people from you know just racking you around showing you know showing like 50 houses 100 houses before i put in an offer remember as our job you know our job is to work with motivating buyer and seller and i cannot stress this enough you know it's very important that you ask for the buyer motivation or the seller motivation on why they need to sell or buy a home because if they are not a motivating buyer and seller perhaps you know it's not a person that you need to work to so um I vet my buyer, I vet my client very carefully, make sure that they are motivated, make sure that they really want to buy before I sign a buyer agreement with them or before I start doing anything with them. So my, my vetting process is a lot longer. I don't just go out and show people. I need to make sure that they're motivated. If they're not motivated, no good. No good. How, how do you know the buyers are uh, yeah. legit? How do you know they're motivated? How um, can you tell? 
you ask some, you know, different question, right? Uh, I mean, this is a whole topic by itself. You know, you look at, mm-hmm. you, know, you look at their finance, their, you know, their body language. You know, why they need to move, when they need to move, do they really need to move? You know, do they have a plan B? You you look at all this data and then you know you make your decision. And then of course, yeah. you know, when you meet them at the house, you know, you the the, the relationship kind of go from there. So you 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 can tell when you meet them first time that they're motivated. Yeah. For for example. Um... Uh, you know, if you ask them, hey, um, if, they're, if they say, hey, I want to buy a house to move in and you ask them, like, well, what, what are you doing now? It's like, oh, I'm leasing. When does your lease end? You know, yes. somebody that says that my lease ends next month is more motivated. Somebody says, oh, my lease ends in 11 months. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. you know, and, yeah, um, you know, and, and you know, or or somebody that says that, hey, you know, that somebody calls you up and says, hey, you know, I have a ton of money. I'm looking to invest in a house. Oh, OK, well. You know, when's the last time you invested in a house? You know, one person last month I bought one. And I saw them. One person says, "Oh, I actually never did, but but I got tons of money." You know, I got tons of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just different, you know, question. You can kind of figure out, you know, where a person stand, and then you know, you can um, remember you running your, you know, one of the best thing, you know, in real estate is that you can pick your own client, right? So don't 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 make that mistake, you know, of chasing a bad buyer or or a bad seller. You know, I, I have, you know, this is why we, we run our own business because we can pick our own client that we can work with. So, you know, use it, make it to your advantage, you know, and, 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 and don't let people use it uh, against you. Okay, sounds good. Um, uh, last question before we do a uh, uh, rapid fire questions. Um, so, so right now, Hui and, and George, uh, what type of clients do you typically work with right now? I mean, uh, are you more uh, retail clients or more investor clients or kind of, uh, what, what, what do you work with right now? Wait. Uh, I'm kind of in a, in a mix. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we, um, I have a good relationship with a lender. Yeah. Uh, with, um, you know, like a, a lot of, you know, B2B business. Yeah. So we help each other out. You know, we, we, we build a lead together. We service the lead and then, uh, and then, yeah, you know, um, you, you guys know me, you know, you know, I'm investor, you know, I serve myself, you know, I serve the people around me and, uh, yeah, I, I would say it's mixed, you know, 50, 50, you know, retail. And then, uh, most, uh, majority of my time is still spending serving investor client. Okay. What about you, George? Yeah, I think I have a few on the retail side, um, uh, not much, but, um, most of my clients, uh, are probably more focused on the investment side. Yeah. Uh, they want to get into small multifamilies or, you know, what some, or maybe self storage or things like that. Uh, they want to put their money to work. And, uh, you know, I think Houston is known for a good cash flow um, area where you can get expected to get, you know, maybe high teens or, you know, you know, uh, high single digit returns on your money. Whereas right now, in, if you invest in the West coast or East coast, even like, you know, Dallas or Austin, you know, you, I think you're looking at very low single-digit returns. Um, you know, the property, because the families are uh, property is so expensive out there. Um, so I think people are looking more and more in Houston uh, to for an investment. I know it's you know we got a lot of investors already, but uh, I think people are still very interested in our area. Um, I think you know uh, you know I think we we get a more diversified uh, job market too. You know, I think we're not just the oil and gas uh, market anymore. Um, low oil price definitely hurts. Um, people are moving, but people are still moving in into this area. So, uh, um, you know, there are opportunities for investors as well as so people who are looking to buy a, a property to live in. 
Great, great. Okay, guys. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Appreciate it, and um, let's uh, go on to our uh, rapid fire question. Um, I'll fire off a question, and um, I guess we'll, we'll, George, you can answer, and then after Hui, you can answer real quick. Uh, we got we have we have four questions. Uh, sure. First one: uh, What is your fa- uh, what what's your favorite Houston restaurant, George? Uh, for me, I gotta pick something I guess close to home. Um, I like the uh, you know local my local restaurants here. Uh, give a shout out to uh, you know uh, Papacitos. Okay. <laughs> That's my favorite Mexican place right now. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know I think. I'll, I'll leave it at one. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Right now. okay. Uh, I think I texted you a picture before. You know, beef bone as well. Sometimes my best uh, is my favorite now. Beef bones. Yeah. It's like, see what, you know, it's like a oh. big, big oh, ass. Okay. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> that. I, I got to try that. I, I, I haven't tried that. Yeah. That make it even better than Vietnam. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, next question. Uh, favorite uh, travel destination? Go ahead, George. Yeah, we're like I, we like to go to the beach. So we go to the beach in uh, in Galveston. Uh, we go we went to as far down as uh, South Padre Island. So we're like we take the family out to the ocean and play the water. So that's kind of our favorite to go right now. Okay. Yeah, I try to travel outside the U.S. You know, just to kind of see how other people live and do things over there. So Vietnam is my favorite, and then Japan, of course, is not my favorite uh, favorite right now. What 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 city in Japan do you like the most, Wei? Uh, probably Kyoto, you know, is yeah. uh, that's my favorite city in Japan, also. Yeah, yeah. What, what about yeah. Vietnam? Huh, Vietnam? Yeah. Uh, uh probably, uh, you, you heard of uh, uh, an old town called Hoi An? Oh, I heard about it. It's uh, it's very, uh, a lot of tourists like to visit, and it's very nice yeah. looking, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you're gonna be surprised when you look at the real estate price over there. Jesus Christ, it's crazy. Oh, okay. I, I've never visited though, but uh, I'll definitely put yeah, it on. Check it out. It's, it's a very interesting place. It's getting a lot of, uh, of attention from the world and as far as tourists and stuff like that. Got yeah. it. Um, okay. Next question. What's your uh, favorite hobby to do outside of work, George? Um, I like to play sports. I don't get to do it as much often right now. Uh, just playing with the kids and uh, yeah, stay active. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what about I you? Yeah, I do tennis and um, tennis. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of similarity, you know, between tennis and business. So one of my goals this year is to become, you know, calm and collective, right? So in okay. the tennis, if you become calm and collective, um, you know, even if somebody lead you five one, you know, you can still come back and beat them seven five. And something in business, you know, uh, uh, a leader, you know, as a leader, you need to be calm. You need to be collective, you know. Even if you know shit, you know fell apart. You know you need to be able to show your leadership and you know show you show your people. Around, uh, okay, with, sounds yeah. good. Uh, George, what's your uh, uh, favorite Netflix show? Uh, we just finished watching The Office again, so okay. <laughs> that's always a good one. Uh, oldie but goodie. Uh, I started watching Money Money Heist. Um, oh, pretty good. Oh yeah, I, I watched all of Money Heist. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I believe Money Heist is a uh, Brazilian show, right? It's Brazilian. I thought it was a Spanish. Or yeah, I it's think. a Spanish or Brazilian or something like yeah. that. But it's a uh, that's that's probably my first one outside of like uh, China or something like that, that that I've seen. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah. What about you, Hui? 
Uh, I just finished watching a movie called Fall versus Fairy, and this is actually one of my other favorite, you know, movie. I Four versus Fairy. Four, four, oh, Fairy. four versus Ferrari. Oh, four versus Ferrari. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys watch it? Huh? I haven't watched it yet. It's my. Yeah, that's, that's, my a really, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes, you know, that guy, the the the, the guy, Shelby, the guy that new car, you know, yeah. they sit on mm. the the, the, the nineteen four of the four four office, and he told Henry four number two is that you know, um, I I, I watched you know the stupid envelope, you know this red envelope, it you know before it gets to your hand, you know it passed twenty two order of your employee before it gets to your hand, so you are telling me if you want to ask me, you know, to build like a race car in three months, yeah. You know, and this envelope is take you know four months to get into your ass you know i never you know you're never gonna make it yeah. you know just when you go to like a ferrari factory mm-hmm. you're gonna see you know you're gonna see mr ferrari you know he actually sit right there and he's eating lunch you know watching his worker you know build race car and he yeah. has with mr four you know sitting on you know, like an ivy tower you know just basically you know try to manage it from the top so there's nothing right and wrong with it you know but i think there's two two different type of management um, that everybody can learn from. So you can be either like Mr. Mr. Four or you can, you know, be like Mr. Ferrari. So it's a very fascinating, you know, um, movie to see. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, even businesses uh, today, like uh, Gallery Furniture, the uh, the owner sits uh, right there in the front, you know, uh, greeting his customers right on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Mattress yeah. Mac and, and like uh, Elon Musk, he shows up in the factory with his workers. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's just you know some of the leader that you know you never see them again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, jumping on and and having this discussion with me, and you know, hopefully, it helps out a lot of uh, new agents. And uh, you know, um, you know, and and you know, uh, why don't you give a, a a few minutes spiel about you know EXP and and kind of the the right agents to join EXP we, um, uh, while we're there. Uh, well, like I say, you know, all type of Asian can be a great Asian, you know, but back to the basic again, you know, what, what really the company is looking for, what I'm looking for in my group, you know, is honesty, integrity, attitude, you know, but basically, you know, be a decent human being, to be honest with you. It, it doesn't get, it, it doesn't get any simpler than that. I can train a monkey to cold, you know, but that monkey have to have, you know, have to want it, you know, they have to have the right attitude. And then I can help them. Well, great. Um, and, and just for a, a plug for for Acres Realty, the the one that George and I belongs to, it's a it's a discount broker, low cost. Um, there's no monthly fees or anything, and it's good for agents that are you know wanting to do it part time, a uh, few transactions a year, help out their their family or, or do investments for themselves. Um, so uh, you know, feel free to reach out to us if you're interested in Acres Realty. Reach out to Hui if you're uh, interested in EXP Realty. Uh, but uh, appreciate for your, your time, guys, and um, hope to do this again next time with you. Uh, but it's been a great session, and, and thank you so much for spending your Friday with us. Cool, cool. All right, then. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Take care.